Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Make Money Behave. I'm Maria Casillas, and I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. Listen, over the last several days, I've had many interactions with people, and there's been this underlying recurring theme that's taken place. And it's basically that so many of the money decisions that we tend to make seem to be rooted in fear, either fear of missing out or fear of running away. So that's going to be our topic for today. But first, let me just say a quick shout out to Tom. Tom recently left a five-star rating in a review that was obviously well thought out and uh, just really to the point. So I wanted to say thank you, give a quick shout out to Tom. And again, I appreciate you taking the time for to the time and energy to uh, write in that review. Okay, so let's get to today's topic, the fear of missing out or the fear of running out. Now, as I said, I've had many conversations over the last few days and this this theme keeps tending to creep up when we're talking about just the emotional side of money. Now, I think part of it happened because I recently posted something about how there's a strong emotional component to how we save and spend money and that no matter what we try, there's no program out there that will work for us if we are not willing to address that emotional component. So I think that kind of started getting some discussion going. And so I had a few phone calls, people who would just kind of call me from there or text me like, hey, I have these questions for you. Um, And ironically enough, there were also a few phone calls of people who had wanted to set up a free consultation, even from like three months ago, mind you. So they didn't see this post, it had nothing to do with anything. And yet on the day that I posted it, when I was having the conversations with these individuals, it was still this recurring theme that came up. So that's why I'm like, you know what? There is no such thing as coincidence. I need to make sure I share this with my listeners because I think it really is something that a lot of people struggle with. So in response to that initial post, somebody actually said, hey, I need to learn how to save. And my response to that individual is, you know, you probably know how to save. A lot of my customers get tripped up in really understanding why they want to save in the first place, along with what money scripts they keep retelling themselves over and over and over that keep them from being able to do so. And then, of course, once we start to peel back some of those layers and figure out what some of those money scripts or stories are, and then we can replace those scripts with something a little bit more more conducive to what it is that they actually want to, to, to get, to receive, then all of a sudden saving becomes something that they get to do, not something that they have to do. So ironically enough, this same individual said to a different post when I said that oftentimes we see um, that the, just what I'm talking about today, right? (laughs) That uh, a lot of money decisions are made in fear, either fear of running out or fear of missing out. And she said, for her, it's fear of running out. And I just found it very interesting that the same individual who finds it difficult to save also recognizes that she is using that money script of fear of running out. Now, why do you think that that seems so ironic to me? Well, because logically, if we are afraid of running out, you might think, well, then it would be kind of 
like expected that she would be hoarding money that she would be saving money all the time because she was afraid she was going to run out of it and so I just decided you know I'm going to talk to my listeners about this today because I think that that is one of the the crazy ironic things about how our mind works and, and plays tricks on us we believe at some level that we are going to run out So instead of saving the money to make sure that we don't run out, we actually use it all up so that we can say we made it happen, that it didn't happen to us. So it's almost like our, we, we want to take away our victimhood, which is a good thing, by the way, to not become a victim. But it's like our subconscious is saying, well, I'll show you, you know, I'm not going to run out of money. I'm going to spend it first. Isn't that kind of crazy how, how that happens? And yet it happens at, at such a subconscious level that we don't even realize that it's happening. So that just got me thinking, I wonder what other types of ironic money scripts there are out there. I would love if you've got one, if you've got one that you say, you know what, now that you mention it, Maria, I've noticed that I, I kind of have this emotion going on and then this behavior and those two things really don't match up. I'd love for you to send that to me. My address is maria at cashinonchange.com. And again, I just, I, that stuff fascinates me. And I think it's, I think it's amazing. Um, and it's all, it's fun for me to help peel back some of those layers and see how we can kind of dig in and fix that, or at least become a little bit more aware of it so that we can tweak things and, you know, have a better outcome. Now, what about the fear of missing out? We haven't really talked about that yet. Well, you know, a lot of times when we have, when we grow up with nothing, we grow up in extreme poverty, or you know, maybe it's not even an extreme, but perhaps we compare our lives to the people around us, and we we end up on the lower end of that socioeconomic scale. It's easy to want to shield our children from that, and to give them a better life than we had. For example, sometimes though, we go completely overboard and we swing the pendulum the wrong way and not the wrong way we just swing it way too far the other way so instead of actually letting the kiddos understand the value of money or understanding what it can represent or the value of hard work for getting that or maybe we want to spare them the embarrassment that we felt that we had when we were growing up you know I don't I'm not really speaking from my own experience. I'm kind of throwing out some of the some of the stories that I've been getting from some clients. And so I just I want you to know that there there is so much of this going on. And one of the ways that we swing the pendulum the other way in order to help, you know, our kids avoid any of the embarrassment that we felt or not feel the sting of that pain of, you know, comparison or whatever. As we give them whatever with whatever we think we can afford and sometimes we go way without (laughs) so that we can give them whatever we want and sometimes it has nothing to do with what they want it just makes us feel better because we're giving them what we think they want we're actually really kind of um pandering maybe to the little kid inside of us to the little what we're kind of saying you know what little one it's gonna be okay you know you didn't feel like you had a whole lot growing up but now I'm going to make you feel better by giving it to this other little kid who happens to be my child (laughs) 
so that they don't have to feel this way in 20 years. And now I know that I'm kind of stammering through this a little bit because that, A, that's how my mind works. But B, I think that that's really how our subconscious works. You know, it's like it just puts out some of this information that yeah, it's not always good information. It's not always true information. It's just what we fed it all of these years. I, I have a coach who has always told me that the subconscious mind really is just like a hard drive. And whatever whatever programming you give to that subconscious mind or to that hard drive, that's what it's going to put out for you. And so if you grow up, you know, for 15, 20, 30, 40 years, some of us 50, 60, 70 years, and you have the same bad programming being put into that hard drive over and over and over again, your hard drive only understands the code that you put in. And so it's going to put this other thing out, right? That's what I'm learning. And so when I'm stammering around some of this, I think part of it's because as I speak, it doesn't seem logical, but at the same time, I know it's happening. I know it's happening for people who I'm seeing as clients. I know it's happening for people who are listening to this show right now who I've never even met before because it's a human it's a human thing and it happens we we tend to we tend to try to overcompensate for something and 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 re retell the ending like rewrite the end of the story i think is what i'm trying to say and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we just muddle up the story a little bit more <laughs> so and we and we make it weird for the next person's story um so anyway all of that really is just to say that there is so much more to this money thing than just numbers on a page. It is so much more complicated than, you know, just how much do you have coming in and how much do you have going out? If you are struggling, if you if you've tried the how much do you have coming in and how much do you have going out method and you have listened to what people have said and you have stopped buying your latte every week and you've you've started putting money aside you know five percent here and ten percent there and yet there's something that feels not in alignment then that just means that there's something underlying going on and why not try to figure out what that is it doesn't mean you have to like be in years of therapy or anything like that it just means that you need to be open to digging a little bit like what what happened back in the day whether that was 10 years ago when you were a kiddo or 10 minutes ago <laughs> when when you weren't a kiddo um whatever that is like there's a there's a money script that's playing for you what is that money script and what, so what is the story? The script is just a story, right? I mean, you, you understand that when you are in a play, my daughter's in a play and, you know, she's like, oh, I have to play this character. And the, the way that she understands what she's supposed to say as a character is she has this script. And that's really how we are oftentimes operating our own subconscious minds. I'll, I'll actually talk about that in another episode, but, um, Right now, I just want to say, if you are struggling with the old-fashioned, number-based approach to getting your relationship right with your money, then I think it's time that we book a call. It's super simple. You simply go to chatwithmc.com. Again, that is chatwithmc.com. Get on the calendar. It's a free 20-minute call. It won't hurt you, I promise. And let's just see what we can what we can dig dig up right let's let's see what layers we can pull back and what is discovered and if it turns out 
that I can help you, I'll let you know. And if it turns out that I can't, I'll let you know. I promise I don't take everyone on as a client. So, okay, you guys, I'm going to close it up for right here. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I think I might talk a little bit more about money scripts and just the effect that they have on us, what some of the examples are and, and kind of where they came from and all of that. But until then, as always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.